Hey, Scott, did you know it was George Lansman's birthday yesterday? No, I didn't know that. Um, are you going to sing for him, too? Uh, no. This never happened to the other fella. I admire your luck, Mr. Bond. My name's Bond. James Bond. Thank you, Mr. Bond. Name's Bond. James Bond. How you doing, Scott? Doing well. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm glad, uh, unlike our Bond actor, we're both here this time. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Ready to talk about some more Bond. Well, let's start this then. All right. Bonding over Bond. talking about On Her Majesty's Secret Service today. This is the uh, 10th Bond novel in the 6th Bond film made in 1969 and with some guy named George Lazenby. Who is this? Who? Who? Yeah. 0013 So uh, coming into our 0030 segment. We're going to give you our 30 second rundown of the film, and uh, I will be going first this week. Uh, Art, whenever you're ready. As always, when the bell starts, <clears throat> the watch goes. Are you feeling confident this week? Uh, I was. I was earlier. Now, at the moment, I'm, I'm kind of a little nervous because I've got to remember my notes here. But On a scale of Sean Connery and Goldfinger or George Lansby in this mess, where would you rank your confidence? Uh, <laughs> Sean Connery and You Only Live Twice. Nice. <laughs> All right. Three, <coughs> two, one. Who the hell is this? That's not Sean Connery. Okay, moving on. It's been two years since Bond has seen Blofeld and M is pulling him off the case. We meet Contessa Teresa, who will become James's wife, albeit only for a short time. Through Tracy, Bond locates Blofeld, a.k.a. Count de Blochamp. The Count is brainwashing 12 angels of death to poison the world's crops and livestock into infertility. Of course he can be bought off. Bond is captured, escapes, Tracy is captured, rescued, blah, blah, blah. Bobsledding accident, marriage in a drive-by shooting, a heart-wrenching end. James will never be at peace. All the time in the world, or so they thought. I think you got it in right under the wire. Woo! I like that. It was a tough movie. I will be honest. It was a tough movie to summarize. They're getting tougher. I, I uh, There's a lot of details I left out that I wanted to talk about. But... Okay. I'm sure we have a whole podcast today. <laughs> All right. Are you uh, standing by, ready to go? Whenever I hear a bell, I'm Count go. you in like we normally do. All right. <clears throat> in three, two, one. Bond chases a mysterious woman. The camera isn't showing his face. The woman ro- runs off into the water to kill herself? Maybe. Bond rescues her. Wait. Who the fuck is this guy? Bond finds her at a hotel. Wait, why? How? 
This movie is so random. 007 is kidnapped. A man named Draco proposes an arranged marriage to his doctor. M ends Operation Bedlam. Bond quits. Monty Penny to the rescue. Draco tells Bond where Blonfeld is. Weird falling in love montage here. Bond goes undercover to infiltrate Bullfeld's operation. Weird shit ensues. Bullfeld escapes. Bond marries Tracy. Oh, snap. There's a drive-by. That's the movie. I missed the bell, but you made it. You made it. Just a time. That was nice. Thanks. Yeah, it was a strange film, wasn't it? A little bit. I think that's putting it. That's putting it lightly. <clears throat> uh, loose ends. Um, I purposely. I just wanted to say this as I was writing it up. I purposely left out of my review Contessa Teresa de Vicenzo because I knew speed, like talking over the oh, review, yeah. it would just end up coming off like Contessa de Vicenzo, <laughs> and I was so I, I like had to edit that out and figure out. Uh, yeah, how I was gonna how I was gonna do that. I think there's a lot of loose ends, yeah. like you talked about in yours, but I think we really will uh, cover a lot. Like otherwise, we're just gonna end up doing our whole podcast in the loose ends. Yeah, um, that's true. Then I'll save my question for you until the only I'm... loose end I have mm-hmm. because neither of us mentioned it because it's a small, small plot point. Mm-hmm. Who that? Who's that blonde guy? Oh yeah, is yeah. he is he MI six? Is he a friend of Bond's? Is he another double O? Is he CIA? He's obviously an ally. You, you figure that out kind of like deep into the movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he had to be like a uh, field field agent. Maybe not a double O, but like a like we see in the other films, like the the French woman and uh, Thunderball. Right. You know, at the um, uh, Colonel Bovere's funeral. So you think? You I think, think he's a sub, like a field agent of some kind. But he was British. You think? Uh, yeah, I believe so. It didn't really sound like he had a British accent at all. Though. No, no, he didn't. And then Bond's supposed to be on on vacation. So he's on vacay. Why would MI6 be uh, trailing him with someone? And if you're on vacation, can you request that MI6 just use its funds to... Like, I want to travel, buddy. I can't tell you why, but I need, I need one. That's a good point. Yeah. That was my really only loose end. Yeah, we never really found out. I didn't even notice what his name was in the credits. Did no, you? I didn't stick around for it. Okay. Blonde guy. All right. All right. I don't have really anything else. So. On to... What's rapidly becoming my favorite section of our podcast. Scott, please sell this movie. Bond for a non-bond. There's a new James Bond. That's good. Stop there. I'll cut you off. That's a... Yeah. Yeah, I probably would have kept rambling on. We'll leave it at that. That's a good... new James Bond. It's a new James Bond. Mm -hmm. Here's my sales pitch. New Coke. Yeah. Turns out good. Woo! Two words. Mm-hmm. Stay away. Really? You thought it was that bad? I think if you're not a Bond fan, I think this would ruin... I would say you really only need to watch Her Majesty's Secret Service if you're a huge um, Lazenby fan mm-hmm. or if you're a serious Bond fan. If you've never seen a Bond film, this better not be your first Bond film. I agree. Is it... Are, are we just treating him unfairly because we have seen what Bond can be? So if this was the first Bond film, would you think it was unwatchable? Yeah, I don't know if I would stick around for a second. Yeah. It's just like I mean, not, it made money. Uh, it, it didn't what make did Sean Connery money. I agree. The franchise power probably made it money. Yeah. He's just not... He's just... There's some things I like, so we'll talk about We'll talk it. about it. Yeah. All right. The Distinguished Debauchery of 007. I wouldn't go as far as calling you a cold-hearted bastard, but it wouldn't be a stretch to imagine.
Then you'll also know that in poker you never play your hand. You play the man across from you. By the cut of your suit, you went to Oxford or wherever. Naturally, think human beings dress like that. But you wear it with such disdain. Since MI6 looks for maladjusted young men, I give little thought to sacrificing others in order to protect Queen and country. Beautiful. Every now and then a trigger has to be pulled. Or not pulled. It's hard to know which in your pajamas. Q. 007. You think of women as disposable pleasures rather than meaningful pursuits. Martinis. Rank on the scale of zero to five olives. I give this movie two olives. I was really... I did too, as well. Just, I, no I didn't know, you know what to do. There wasn't a lot of drinking. The only sign of maybe a borderline alcoholic we have going on is the fact that James Bond, we find out, has a flask that he keeps in his office desk. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he, when he thinks he's quitting. Yeah. He goes in his office and he's that awful sequence of like, let's remind the audience of other films. You thought that was horrible? I I actually, I have my notes I have, I appreciated the nod to the other films. Did you? I did. It just kept reminding me like, you're not Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. And he would have done everything you've just did a lot better. Yeah. That was my frustration. It's like, stop nodding to the Connery films because Connery's better at this than you are. Maybe just, it's not his fault that he's there. He's Although, doing the best he can. I'm surprised you're not rubbing this in <clears throat> right now. When they reference Dr. No, they... Underneath the Mango Tree? Underneath the Mango Tree. That's right. Is the song they mm-hmm. use. It's still not in the title sequence. <laughs> I'll make an argument that it's not the... But I get why they did it, because if you play three blind mice, it'll just confuse everybody. Oh, to what's going on. So we both agreed to Olives? Absolutely. All right. Casino Royale. Rank from lowest poker hand to highest. I gave this movie a straight, which I think I might be... I know I've given another movie a straight. And it's simply because of the $8,000 that he pays off. Or 8,000 francs, excuse me, that he pays off in the gambling scene. I thought it was 20,000 francs. It's eight. Okay. It's 8,000. Well, I'll do a fact check. And- yeah, we can... We'll fact check this on the site. Um... And I thought, pretty again, baller, pretty I, baller move, though. It, it was, but again, to me, it was like this nod back to the, the famous Dr. No, where he's sitting across the table from a pretty woman, but it's like similar, but different. I was like, yeah, no, Sean would have done this better. Stop reminding me of Sean Connery. I think we had two different points of view in this movie. And I think it's like, you are having trouble letting it go. And I made my, even when my 30, my double 30 segment said, yeah, you were like, okay, go. I'm going to let on. it go. I'm going to try to try to embrace it. I, the thing I want to point out for the Casino Royale... What, did, what did you rank it? Did I miss your Two ranking? pair. Two pair. It's and pretty low. I, uh, it is pretty low. He loses a hand for the first time in the series. He lost a hand of Shem Defer. Hmm. So, uh... It was more because of a he's setup. not Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it was, it was more of a setup to meet uh, Teresa than it was anything else. Okay. Turnbull and Asser. Rank from zero to five cufflinks. I give this movie five cufflinks. Woo! And after your model, I've noticed that you you take notes on outfit changes. So I took notes. I'll show them to you right here. I took notes on every outfit that he wore mm-hmm. with check marks during the montage sequence. I have them at 20. At, there's a minimum of 20 outfits with seven repeats due to the different montages that they show. In that sequence, 
are like three different tuxedos. Yep. Um, he has the dinner suit. He has, he's wearing a gray suit. An ascot, is that how you pronounce yes. it? Yes, yep. He's wearing, he's balling an ascot with a plaid jacket. I mean, this guy's got some style. Uh, he's got to be undercover, but still he's rocking the Scottish kilt. Uh, he's just a lot of good, good, good suits. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I'm four cufflinks, and I, my number's at 16, but I know there's probably some holes. They've reached a point where I was like, Jesus, how many more wardrobe changes right. are going to be? Right, especially so, that the montage. It's just like, bam, yeah. bam, bam. Yeah, bam, I bam. actually missed a couple there, and I had to go back and uh, and watch it. But um, yeah, a lot of wardrobe changes, nothing that I really hated. There's a lot of solid outfits and a couple interesting ones, but there was enough quantity to make it. The only thing that wasn't my style was the ruffles on the tuxes. That didn't that, bother me. That was the style of the time. It was, yeah. Like, I wouldn't wear that, but I maybe in 1969 I would. Yeah, I, I respect the uh, Yeah, era. I get it. I understand. Aston Martin. Rank from 1 to 500 horsepower. So I gave this 450 mm. horsepower. It is an Aston Martin, mm-hmm. out of respect to our category. But it's a DBS, mm-hmm. which is clearly not a DB5. Mm-hmm. And also, Q. Come on, Q. Q. You sent this man out in the field without oh, a bulletproof, oh, oh, man, no right. bulletproof window. That's Q. I'm blaming Q on this shit. Those are valid points. Uh, I'm kind of. That's re- what really knocked it. That's it. It was 25 horsepower for not being a DB5. 25 <laughs> horsepower because Q clearly was not doing his job. I. Uh, I- I was at 200 horsepower, Whew. and now you're making valid points where I think I'd probably be a little higher on reconsideration, but, um, you know, it's a DBS. I thought it was, I had to Google it. I had to do some Wikipedia, honestly. Uh-huh. I was like, what kind of car is that? Oh, it is a, it is a uh, Aston Martin. Uh, interesting car, showing signs of, you know, model change for the uh, era and everything. Yeah. Uh, I thought the uh, scenes with the um, the red Cougar were pretty cool, mm-hmm. sometimes the Demolition Derby. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, to your point... Um, uh, Q, uh, Q kind of failed. Drop the ball. Yeah. Q branch. Rank from zero to five Qs. I gave this one two Qs. There's, on my count, uh, three. There's the radioactive lint, which I thought was BS. <laughs> and then as I was doing, taking my notes, I found out that at the time, that was apparently thought to be like pretty, excuse me, plausible. Like that was... Like a thing that could actually happen. And then you have the safe cracker, which I did, I thought was for 1969, it made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. He actually had to wait there. It wasn't like super spy, like, you know, a normal movie. He attaches it and it's just like, bang! Like he, he was just like sitting there. I'm like, oh, I'm what, gonna, what's he doing while he's sitting there? He's going to flip through a playboy. That's right. And takes a centerfold when he leaves. Which I was going to talk about later, but I can mention now. Do you know, do you know why the playboy? No. Uh, her, ma- on Her Majesty's Secret Service was uh-huh. originally released as a serial on Playboy, hmm. like over the course of a few months. I did not know that. So it was a nice little nod to uh, the magazine that made this happen. Nice. I had it at one queue. There was also, um, he, he shows the centerfold to us. There's yes, some, yeah, there's, there's a little, little nip yeah. going on there. Yeah. I, the only thing I'll add to your safe crackers, I, my note says, safe cracker with all-in-one printer. So that was like the first world all-in-one printer. Yeah. <laughs> but what other was, than that, what was your cues? One. One? Just one. Okay. And it, it just, I think they were trying to swing the pendulum back to... Yeah, a little bit. He has a gun and yeah, an all-in-one printer safecracker. You know, right. So very, very, little, uh, very little bells and whistles, if you will. License to Kill. Rank from zero to seven rounds. I gave this movie uh, 
five. I was teetering between mm. five and six. Not so much for the kills because I only had him at nine confirmed kills, but it was he was much more physical than Sean Connery's Bond had been in the last few movies. Mm-hmm. Um, George Lazenby's Bond was much more willing to rough and tumble, get into a drag out ball, and just kill you via punches to the face. Yeah, and so it just seemed a little more physical and much more willingness to. You know, kill someone with your own bare hands. Yeah. I had it at two rounds, just trying to stay consistent now. Because, you know, I was pretty heavy-handed on this category, and I've gone back to, you know, death count, essentially. Yeah. So, since I was a little bit on the lighter side, I went to... The score reflects that. My Before favorite... you ring the bell, mm-hmm. we should send a note to someone that actually sounds like a legit Bond novel name. What? Death count. <laughs> 007, James Bond, and death, death count. count. My my favorite kill though was the when the scientist throws the acid on. Do you remember that? Which part? So he goes down. He's looking for Tracy and, and Blofeld, and he goes through like the laboratory area. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And the scientist just comes out, throws his big vat of acid, and he shoots him, and it, it melts the like security door. Right. But right. I just felt like uh, Goldeneye N sixty four running through the uh, the laboratory area, yeah. not taking out, deciding whether or not to take out scientists. Mm-hmm. Finally, the quote, Bond girls, end quote, rank from zero to five suffragettes. I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth on this. I ended at one suffragette. Uh, and my reasoning for this was Contessa Teresa de Vicenzo. Mm-hmm. De Vicenzo. I, I, she's a pretty strong character. Her father alludes to she's like this wild child that does what she wants and goes where she does and parties here and goes there. And so I wrote down, I was watching the movie, um, two things. She really, to me, like she symbolized like the sexual revolution of the 60s. Here's this independent movie, like our independent woman who's a world traveler and just, you know, lives the life that her father's mob money has allowed her to. And the second thing I wrote down is she's kind of like a lady bond. You know, she's, she leads that life of the distinguished debauchery that we, hmm. she's, you know, she's got the sweet car. Yeah. She's gambling. She's drinking. She's, she's not necessarily paying her debts when she gambles, but. She does pay her she debts. She does afterwards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She gets some, some sweet James Bond booty and then she pays her money and then she pieces out, which is a Bond move. It kind of is. That's kind of something yeah. James would do. Yeah. She doesn't owe any money to anybody. Right. She's paying her way. I was at uh, one as well. So I think you made some valid arguments there. And uh, what did you think of the the twelve angels of death? Did you count those as Bond girls? I counted those as like a cartoon in the middle of the movie. <laughs> this like weird hippie cartoon that just <laughs> took place in the middle of a Bond film. Heather was watching part of this movie with me, and yeah. she's like, "Wait, he's just he's just just got done with uh, Ruby Bartlett, and he's just gonna go right over to the other room." Yeah, he probably still smells like vagina. He probably. <laughs> yeah. So we're about the same there. Welcome to Bonding Over Bond, running rankings. Cars. In the cars category, let's see, we're going back to projecting, correct? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <sighs> mm, I should probably have better notes on this. Feel free to edit this all out right here. I'm going to go and project it in the middle, middle third. The middle? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, out of respect to the... Aston Martin brand. Mm-hmm. I, I already know there's going to be one BMW that cracks into my top eight, and then all Aston Martins. So I know it's going to be in the top eight. 
Uh, so right now it's logically second behind the DB5. Gotcha. Main movie song. So I'm, maybe there's going to be an argument here. I don't. I think. Can we agree that Louis Armstrong's "We Have All the Time in the <clears throat> World" is the official song? Yeah. Of this movie, it's another. It's not in the opening sequence. It's not in the opening sequence. So like, where I'm kind of going against my own argument here, mm-hmm. but I, I, it's there was there, there are no words in the song that was in the opening sequence. Right. So. Right. So okay. Is a melody or? So Louis Armstrong, who full disclosure, one of my favorite artists of all time. Mm-hmm. These are my notes. Beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Wonderful artist. It's, a, it's his last recording, also, just so you know. I did not know that. He dies like two years later, hadn't recorded anything else since this. Um, it's a tragic song. If you listen to the song after the movie ends, oh, yeah. very tragic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a James Bond song. No. Is my only thing. So in the, in the spirit, the, the, the el spirito, the James Bond songs... I think it's going to fall pretty far at the end of the day. I can't make a, a good defensive argument to support the song. Um, I actually like the 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 song in the opening sequence better than the uh, "We Have All the Time in the World" by Louis Armstrong. My and my only problem with that was I thought the song lacked a hook, but I really liked the the bass line and everything that it opened up with. Mm-hmm. They played a couple times throughout the film, but uh, yeah, I, I really don't have a passion either way for it. So I think it's going to probably fall as well. I'm going to say. Uh, at the moment, middle third, but it'll probably fall in the bottom third. Yeah. Opening sequence. So for the uh, opening sequence, there were a lot of things I liked about it, and there were things I didn't really care that much about. Um, <clears throat> just going right to the, the point of him addressing, breaking through the fourth wall. This never happened to the other fella. Uh... I didn't mind that. I really didn't. I think it was a nice way of them just saying, look, we have a new bond. You know, like I said, either you can get over it or you can hold on to it the rest of the film. So maybe there was a different way to do it or not address it at all. If you're going to break the fourth wall, there's a way to do it. That's not how you do it. How would you have done it? So first of all, again, stop reminding me that you're not Sean Connery. I get that you're new. We all get that. Mm -hmm. I think breaking the fourth wall, if he looks at the camera and simply says something toward the effect of, this is different. That's it's powerful. It's the same point. Yeah, that's what he, he's. This, wink, this it's never, a wink at the. But looking this at never the, happened to the other guy. Looking at the camera, like this never happened to the other guy. Yeah, I and mean, that it's a little too much. A little too much. Okay. Unless after this movie, they wanted to make the decision that James Bond is not a singular person, but rather a code word for whoever happens to be 007. Good point. But they didn't do that. I like the nod. To the old films as well. And the hourglass in the opening. I think this sequence is going to fall to the bottom. I agree. I guess we should rank at this point. It's going to fall to the bottom as well. Okay. The villain. Okay, look. This is a different Blofeld than we've seen in the other movies. Take more than cutting off your earlobes, Blofeld, to turn you into a count. I may yet surprise you. But I'm afraid that you have no surprises left for me. I know all about your mission, Mr. Bond. He's not manically stroking a cat. At no movie, at no point in the movie, it was like, "Oh, a cat is the head of Spectre." Um, he's in the thick of things. He's really like involved. He's hands on. There's no number twos, and number fives. He's not pressing a magic button and someone's falling into a vat of hot something and dying. Um, so it's it's almost like he's not even Blofeld. He just he's like a more of the Arik Goldfinger. 
kind of model. So I struggled because if I rank him against like a Goldfinger type, yeah, I think he falls drastically. Yeah, but if I rank him as a Blofeld, he's the only Blofeld that's actually really done something. He's you know he's much more part of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really torn on this honestly. Um, maybe middle third. I don't. He escapes in this one. I don't know. I, I think after I see twenty four films, I'll go back and I'll know where to place him. But I don't know if I can project him. What do you think? I've kind of <clears throat> along the same lines when I'm looking at my running rankings for villains. Uh, I almost feel like you said we could have a running ranking just for Blofeld because uh-huh. we're going to have multiple characters, mul- multiple actors that play him. Um, I like Telly Savalas a lot, and the, who loves you, baby. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I used to say that to my mom for years, and I never knew what the reference was. I just knew. Uh, I just knew the line. Is that Kojak? Kojak? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I, yeah, I really liked him in the movie. I the, one of the problems I had with the film, and we can talk more about this in the movie segment. Um, he's going to fall. First of all, let me just say it's going to be a bottom, a middle third to bottom third, probably a middle third category. But leading us, keep this in the back of your mind when we go into the movie segment. James Bond and Blofeld had met before, so this whole concept of Sir Hillary. Merry Christmas, 007. I'm Sir Hilary Bragg. Oh, no, 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 Mr. Bond. Respectable baronets from the College of Heralds do not seduce female patients in clinics. On the other hand, they do get their professional details right. Being able to use that as a cover has holes in it. Because they met and you only lived twice. This is, this is part of when you're, if you look at the novel mm-hmm. adaptation, um, Her Majesty comes first. Okay. And then... He seeks revenge, and you only, and then Diamonds is actually way, 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 way back early on. I think at some point, I guess the argument I'm making is I'm not reading a book, I'm watching the movies. So you need to decide which path you're going on. And in the continuity of the films, they had already met. Correct. They just didn't adapt it well. Correct. I'm saying weak screenwriting. I agree. The actor's portrayal is Bond. James Bond. I think we could do this quick. Last place. Harsh. It's kind of early to judge. Uh, Lazenby, 20. Really? I, I think it is. A uh, 28-year-old Australian okay. model. So far, there's two actors. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. So oh. if we're doing it that way, it's either he's first or last. But we're projecting where he's going to be at, right? I thought we were projecting all the other categories. And I'm making a defense that even if you're projecting, mm-hmm. who's going to do a worse job? I, I think I'm going to make a case for Pierce Brosnan doing a worse job. He made Goldeneye. I know. Goldeneye gets him above three shitty other movies. So if I have one mediocre to low end movie, one spectacular movie, and three shitty movies, by that math, the mediocre to shitty movie beats the other math for the Pierce Brosnan movie. You can't do it like that. That's the way I'm going to do it because that's my opinion. So I'm allowed to do it that way. You're going to take one movie and rank it against four. It's the actor. I have to rank the actor. So why not so take is, the this best This is not an absolute value. You take the best Pierce. You have to take everybody, all their Look, body of work, you, their entire I... body of work. You're wrong. <laughs> Rank the overall movie. Is that on me? Yeah, because I was supposed to open Bond Actor and you, you jumped right in. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, got, I read that wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. Uh, you want, you want to open a movie then? Since I, took, uh, I don't have much to say about okay. it. Okay. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of notes, but I have nothing that I really love. This is running ranking, so I'll just open up with, I'm going to rank this low. So I know it's going to be in the bottom third at the end of the day. 
and I'll, I'll say this, so people at home aren't flipping out. So there is a passionate On Her Majesty's Secret Service fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Nolan, who I love and respect, is a wonderful director, and I see everything six or seven times in the theaters that he makes. This is one of his all-time favorite movies. <laughs> Not just Bond films, but favorite movies. Um, here's the thing. Great ending. Absolutely. The, the ending is powerful. Yeah. But it took two hours to get to that. Yep. I had I had to watch 121 minutes and then 30 seconds of like, damn, yeah, that was good. You know, I haven't given you a wedding present. I had an idea about that. Three girls, three boys. But darling, now we have all the time in the world. He's got a point. We do look like an ad for a flower shop. And that reminds me, I didn't even send you flowers. Anyway, you have given me a wedding present. The best I could have. The future. First a boy, and then a girl. It's Blofeld. It's Blofeld. It's all right. It's quite all right, really. She's having a rest. We'll be going on soon. There's no hurry, you see. We have all the time in the world. That was well done. If that movie, if that ending would not have been there, I would be all day long. Put it on the bottom of the list. And I think that that sticks sticks back. Here's the other thing. Mm -hmm. The, 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 The plot the tone, the movie itself is not bad. Mm-hmm. I just can't, and this is personal on me, I can't get over two things. George Lanzenby and the fact that Sean Connery was supposed to do Her Majesty like two movies ago. Mm-hmm. Her Majesty should have been done before Thunderball and uh, You Only Live Twice. It would have fit much better after Goldfinger. The tone of the movie before we get all gadgety, mm-hmm. and that Sean Connery would have nailed the emotional tone that was necessary to, you know, the gravitas mm-hmm. that is needed to actually make this, like, bring this movie home mm-hmm. that that George just didn't have. I, you know, he could not deliver the one-liners like like Connery could. No, even very flat. What was the one? Um, I have a stiffness about me. <laughs> is anything the matter? Sorry. Just a slight stiffness coming on. Yeah, no, it's not your penis. I know you're trying to... Like, you're stiff. Like, you're just a stiff actor. Yeah. And it's his first film. I mean, it was a big responsibility. I don't know. You have to respect how tough it must have been for him to do that. I mean, he's just trying to do the best job he can. Maybe maybe I'm giving him too much of a a pass. Maybe. And I should have been a little harder on him. But uh, you know he didn't have chemistry with uh, with the actress, mm-hmm. the uh, what's her name? I have to remember uh, uh, Diana Rigg, Rigg yeah. who is now in Game of Thrones, and she's so sassy. She's a wonderful uh, character. She's the head of uh, House Tyrell mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones. Um, and then the kiss with Monty Penny. There's just like little things that the character does that I'm just like, oh man, like Sean would have nailed this. He would. It would just been you know such a reward to see Sean in these scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so I just couldn't get over that. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I mean, uh, and the the budget or the uh, the payoff for the film kind of is the proof in the pudding. You know, it was a seven million dollar budget and made sixty four million on the film, which mm-hmm. is 
more than the, it, it cost them more to make the film than the previous films, and it made about half as much. Right. You know, so it's they're like, still making money. I'm not going to say. Yeah, no. you know, I don't. I'm not going to get a violin and feel. Yeah, 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 I know, but you know, it's just like you got to learn. Pay the man his money. I mean, you, who is making you these the money here? It's it's Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Yeah, he absolutely. is your brand. Embrace it. You know, do what you have to do. Take take a three year break. Do something. Did you feel this movie was real? Realistic? Excuse me. Uh, I didn't really, for the most part, from the gadgetry standpoint. You know, uh, there were hardly any gadgets and what have you. Maybe the plot of what uh, Blofeld was doing with brainwashing the girls and Yo, people were into that shit in the sixties, though. So that, I mean, that's I'm sure they bought into. That. They're like, "Fuck you, our government's doing that." Yeah, they're gonna mind altering infertility chemicals right. sprayed all over us. So I mean, it felt a little far far fetched to me. Also, I wonder, and any of our listeners out there, because I'm sure somebody has, I wonder if this movie's a lot better if you're just, like, chipping on something. <laughs> you know, even if you're just, like, rolling up a little joint and you're just, like, you know, in the moment, I wonder if Her Majesty is a lot better. Yeah. If it's just like, yeah, dude, I can, I can, I'm down with this plot. I see what's going on. Yeah. I don't know. Talk to us. Send us an email. I, uh... Anything you loved? Any, you know, just... No. The nod yeah. to Playboy. I love, like, so I'm the, I'm one of the, I, you know, you know this about me. I yeah. like those kind of nods and the, the history of things and to say, like, yeah, we're, we're nodding, little wink wink to, that's how you break the fourth wall mm-hmm. is, you know, those kind of, you know, that's good those point. kind of nods. I mean, we, we both admitted that we love the ending. Thought it was very, the ending's wonderful. I mean, yeah, uh, that's true. Do you want to start the long list of the things you hated in the movie? It's not a long list. That's one list. Uh, Lazenby. Hmm. And then that's it. Do you have to? I mean, we have to realize they changed a lot. It wasn't just Bond. It was. Uh, is this the first time they had a new director, Peter Hunt, the editor? I think this is the first. He's and been only, around the series though, but I think it's the first and only one he had, he uh, directed. Yeah, and everybody who was involved in this film it was the first and only one they ever. So yeah. I think there's more than blame to go around than just putting it on Lazenby. Is all I'm going to say. That he couldn't like George Lucas. He couldn't direct his actors. Maybe. Maybe. What There's probably kill? a reason that Diana Rigg, you know, allegedly on set would eat garlic. Before. Okay, I don't want to tell you. I, I, I know you brought that up in the past. She she would eat garlic. You would like allegedly. She... I've heard mixed things. But it was it was blown out of proportion by a journalist. Apparently, probably they actually had a pretty good report on the film. Uh huh. So did they? Uh, according to the extra features of the film. I mean, what are they going to put in the extra features? I know <laughs> it is so lovey dovey on those extra features. Sometimes, oh, everybody got along great. You yeah, know? I mean, it was uh, wonderful. I did love the uh, Telly Savalas. They were talking about he never slept. He was just like hosting uh, poker nights and everything, and trying to take everybody's money because they got paid in cash. Oh, the, um, did you? And I know we don't do a lot of trivia on here, mm-hmm. but the one story that I did read when I was getting my notes together. Uh, the actors, when they were on location in Switzerland, mm-hmm. for some financial reason, they were given their per diem in cash. Yeah, that's... And uh, so George, who was a first-time actor, had you know put his whole life savings to get from Australia to get this part, had saved every all the cash, and he had a suitcase full of it. <laughs> until he Savalas like, sees him with a suitcase and was like, you should play poker. Yeah. With it, and then cleaned him out. <laughs> and then I think it was Broccoli had heard about this and then went to the next poker night and he cleaned Telly Savalas out and then said, don't, you know, stop messing with my boy. And then gave George uh, Lazenby his cut back. Nice. And then kept all the winnings. Nice. From, uh, from Telly Savalas. But I just love, like, I could see Telly Savalas. Or maybe it's just the Kojak, you know, with yeah. the lollipop and just be like, come here. <laughs> come play poker. Nice. 
So did you kill anything? Uh, Lazenby? Lazenby. <laughs> I, I, it just, the final note. The, it, Stris, the, the Swiss resort? Mm-hmm. The Peace Gloria? It was another, uh, it's the same thing as the Dr. No island sequence. It just dragged and dragged and dragged. Yeah. It kept the whole going movie, There going. was a lot of dragging. There was a lot of dragging. I mean, seriously, if it wasn't for the ending, this movie would have been a complete shit show. Right. I wonder if it would be even possible or if, if there's anyone as a film, some graduate, you know, maybe this is a thesis if you're listening to this and you're a graduate student for film, re-edit the first six Bond films. They're a little long. And yeah. they they run, you know. There's some, you know, fluff in them. If you just edit them down from maybe two hours to like a buck forty, mm-hmm. and just make it a little tighter, I wonder how better, how much better all the films would have been, instead of having, you know, this. And every film yeah. so far, there's a little, there's, there's a little like fat. one sequence where it's like, all right, we get it. Yeah, you know, let's, uh, let's speed this up. <laughs> James Bond is a baller. We right. get it. Okay, yeah. move on to this, the the plot. That'd be interesting to see too if you had a bunch of editors. A bunch of you know college whatever level yeah. to see where who would trim what fat right and could watch those movies and watch like forty renditions of Doctor No and see where the fat was cut and then you could probably whittle it down to six you know and, that and would be it. that would be a good study we <clears throat> we just gave somebody the graduate thesis there you go is you know so just give us credit invite us to your screening yeah of your James Bond recuts good morning people I just landed in your town. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. So next week, we're gonna pay lots of dollars, dollars or pounds, whatever currency we have at the time, (laughs) to get Sean Connery back. And as predicted, he does live twice. Uh, Download all our podcasts on iTunes. Tell every Bond fan you know. Have them listen to us. Follow us on Twitter at Bonding Over Bond. We've been real active. Got some good tweets out there. Like our Bonding Over Bond Facebook page. Send us emails. Please, bond with us. Scott and I are getting lonely over here. We want to have a mailbag section. Mm-hmm. Um, that's e- That email, excuse me, is bondingoverbond at gmail.com. And, of course, head to www.lionizepodcast.com. And... Wait. Yeah. What? I mean... That's new. Do you want to uh, go ahead and address the fact they have a new website here that we're uh, not plugging? That we're uh, plugging? Like you want me to break the fourth wall and be like, the other website didn't have to. What what happened to the other website? You know, we're we're a growing brand here, and it seems like the uh, the fat cats over at Free Revolt uh, were finally willing to invest in a real legitimate site. So uh, we're we're kicking off the. Uh, there's no more dot blogspot. No offense to blogspot. Thank yeah, you for great, great service. You know, hosting us and you know getting our feet wet with some, you know, internet content. But mm-hmm. you know we're legit now. We're a full. We're a dot commercial. Yep. You know site now. And well, so what is the website one more time? It's lionizepodcast.com. So since bonding over bond, it is the first. You know it is a spinoff mm-hmm. of the Lion Eyes. Yep. They're hosting us. They would be gracious enough to say that. Hey. uh... You know, we like the content that you and Scott did in the, the the segment series that you did in the Lion Eyes. So here's another podcast, and we got this, and we've been bonding over bonds. So we're we're there for the moment. That's our home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you can actually go straight to our site if you just go to lioneyespodcast dot com backslash bonding over bond, and you can skip. Fuck those guys. You can skip all their <laughs> trash and just go straight to the James Bond James Bond section. 
Get more of your content, trivia news, and corrections. Absolutely. Uh, we're kind of behind on our corrections, but uh, we we'll, are. we'll get those. We'll get those. And remember, don't hire a first-time actor to take over your well-established movie series. And when you're making a 1,000% profit on your film, give Sean Connery some of that money. Thank you for bonding with us here at Bonding Over Bond. And as always, until next time, shake it. Don't stir it. We have all the time in the world. Time enough for life to unfold. All the precious things love has in store. We have all the love in the world. If that's all we have, you will find we need nothing more. Every step of the way will find us with the cares of the world far behind us we have all the time in the world just for now Nothing more. Was that sarcastic enough? I think I would have liked to... Eh, no. Okay, let's do it one more time. <clears throat> Give me a ring.